0: This is Books of Titans, the podcast dedicated to the influences of influencers. The books that have helped shape prominent inventors, business leaders, athletes, intellectuals, scientists, and others. We'll talk about what makes these books such classics and at least attempt to have an intelligent discussion about what makes them so important and influential. Hello, this is Eric Rostad coming to you right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Today, I'm going to cover This is Marketing by Seth Godin. You can't be seen until you learn to see. This is book 28 of 52 for my 2019 reading list. In this episode, I'll cover three different segments. The first will be a brief introduction to the book, why I read it, my initial reaction. Second segment will be a few of my favorite things. And the third segment is the one thing, my one key takeaway from this book. So let's get started. The author of This Is Marketing is Seth Godin. He was born July 10th, 1960, and is the author of at least 23 books. Some of those include Purple Cow, The Dip, and Lynchpin. He was inducted into the American Marketing Association's Marketing Hall of Fame in 2018. He started the Alt-MBA, which is an online 30-day workshop program, and also has a podcast called Akimbo. For the structure of this book, it's 23 chapters with titles like this: "The Smallest Viable Market," "People Like Us Do Things Like This," and "Price Is a Story." Within each chapter, there'll be different sections that relate to that chapter title, but it doesn't—it doesn't necessarily have the feel of a linear book like a uh, uh, this. If this is so, then this would be so. Then this would be so. But it's more. It almost has the feel of like different blog posts being put together under different categories, and the categories are, are chapter titles, which I enjoy that kind of kind of book. Um, I also enjoy the the linear thought process as well. But but just so you know, going into it, it, it has more of that that feel of different ideas put together under under common chapters. As for who suggested the book, uh, this is one where I didn't necessarily hear about it from others or, or, you know, it it wasn't one that I know the person who suggested it and therefore I'm reading it. Uh, it was more, I've read some of Seth's other books, including the purple cow or purple cow and, and the dip. And so when I saw that this one was coming out, I, I wanted to, I wanted to get to it. Uh, his books really pack a punch. And for instance, like with purple cow and the dip, those ideas, like I, I can remember those ideas. He's, he's, his books are are kind of small, but they pack a punch and you get that idea down. And anytime you think about that idea going forward, you you remember how he's written about it. So I, I was, I was thinking that this is marketing would be something similar and it, it wasn't necessarily, but uh, I'll get into that in, in just a little bit. I read this from July 14th through 16th of this year, 2019, so it took me three days. It's a 252-page book. It took me four hours, 44 minutes, and 36 seconds to read it, uh, roughly a minute 08 per page. So uh, this is another kind of small book. Uh, the pages are, are quite short, so you can get, get through it rather quickly, uh, probably a lot of the time of... That four hours and forty-four minutes was was actually underlining and, and taking notes in the back of the book and that sort of thing. As for my initial reaction, I, I wanted to like this one. I I, I was expecting a little more. Uh, I'll, I'll get into some of those things in this in this episode. The, the good thing is that it does cover changes that have been happening in marketing. And then it also provides some models and frameworks that you can use immediately. And in fact, I, I'm going to use this with some of the things I'm working on and, and also some of for, for some of my clients. I, I do website development and online marketing. And, and there were some really nice frameworks in here that I would love to run some of my clients through. And, and see what comes out of out of thinking through deeper using these frameworks. As for who should read the book, if you're a marketer, this is this is a good one. Uh, if, and, and also if you're just if you have your own business or you're you're doing marketing and you need some help with frameworks and models and perhaps even seeing how things have changed in the last 10 years, this is a, a good book for that. So what is marketing? I've always had a hard time defining what marketing is, kind of having an overall view of, of what it encompasses and what it is. I'm, I'm, I've studied it, I undergrad and graduate levels, I, I studied international business, but always had my emphasis in marketing. So I've had a lot of classes in marketing. And uh, as, as a side note, one of my funniest in-class experiences was in undergrad with a professor, Friedman, and he would have us read the Wall Street Journal Actually, he would tell us to throw away all of the parts of the paper except for the marketing. And he would have us read that entire thing before class. And then most of class would be in discussing what different companies were doing with their marketing. And he was brash and he would ask questions. And then, and then so one time he asked a, me a question about one of the articles and I responded. And it obviously was not a good answer because he said, Eric, that is the biggest bunch of bull crap I've ever heard in my life. Only he didn't say bull crap. And it was in front of the entire class, so that that uh, always made me prepare a little bit more for for his classes. But I've I've always had this this sense of of what what is marketing. Um, and I think one of the reasons it's so hard to kind of pinpoint and and, and put down is uh, there's so many different parts of it. For example, when we study marketing, we talk about the four Ps of marketing: product, price, place, and promotion. And so what what's advertising then? Well, advertising is one piece of the puzzle that that fits within promotion. So, advertising, I mean, ad doing ads in the Super Bowl, banner ads, Google ads, Facebook ads, billboards, all of those are just one part of one part of marketing. And so, I think that's one main reason that marketing is always so hard to define is that there's so many pieces to the puzzle. So, what is it just at a base level? That's a question that this book does a great job of answering. Here's some of the answers that he gives. I, I think the first one I'm going to read here is, is is a good is one that encompasses what marketing is. And this is where he says: marketing is the generous act of helping others become who they seek to become. So if your product or service can help guide someone along. Their path, it it could give them the technology they need to to succeed in a certain part of their life. It could give them uh, uh, the ability to not worry about something because you've taken that over for them. It's the generous act of helping others become who they seek to become. Here's some other things he shared. Marketing is sharing your path to better It's inviting the customer on a journey where change might happen. Great marketing is the generous and audacious work of saying, I see a better alternative. Come with me. I I like that because it it does give kind of an overarching what what is marketing. No, it's not just advertising. No, it's not just your storefront. No, it's not just the product that you sell. It's not just promoting it. It's not telling others about your product. It's not, your, it's not even just your brand, but it is the generous act of helping others become who they seek to become. He talks about two main ways that, that this can, can happen. And the first is, he says, it involves creating honest stories, stories that resonate and spread. And the second way, and I, I like this one the best, he describes marketing as every interaction you have with clients and potential clients in the marketplace. Every interaction you have with clients and potential clients in the marketplace. I think back to when I lived in Atlanta, uh, I went to a, a church there that was in West Midtown. And I would always talk about their marketing. I uh, Everything that they put out had the same font. It had the same style. I used to tell people if I, if I would see a document of theirs across the room, or or if I would just see a document across the room, I could tell you if it, if it was from my church or not, uh, they they would, they would post things in the bathroom. So while you're going to the bathroom, you you could see upcoming events. Every single time the event was written the same way. I didn't have to think about what I was looking at. Um, when you walked in the building, it had that same feel. Everything was, had its place. The website had that same look and feel. The, when you would talk to people at that, at the, in leadership at that church, you had that same sense and feel. That's really what Seth is getting into here, where every interaction you have with clients and potential clients in the marketplace. Seth will, will talk in this book. He talks about what's the music that you have for when people are on hold for your company? How do you answer the phone? What are the color what's your color scheme for your brand, for your logo? What's your website look like? These are all parts of marketing. It, it's part of the interaction that the clients and potential clients have with you in the marketplace. Are these telling a story? Are they telling a consistent story? Part of defining marketing, I've, I, we can all identify when companies do it poorly. When, when they talk about something or do something that is, we call it off-brand. So we, we can identify bad marketing, but it, at least for me, I've always had, a, had trouble of, of defining what good marketing is. But I think these things that I've just shared, shared with Seth talking about the, it being the generous act of helping others become who they seek to become. And then every interaction you have with clients and potential clients in the marketing and the story that you tell about your product, your service, that is marketing one of the second things that Seth gets into in this book is how marketing has changed so when when I studied it uh, that was almost 20 years ago at undergrad and then uh, maybe 15 years or so uh, for for graduate work but a lot has changed in that time I mean when I was in when I was in undergrad uh, there wasn't really websites there's probably basics of, of websites but but even even that side of thing of of there wasn't online advertising there wasn't Facebook. You, you couldn't do Google ads so the methods have changed, but marketing as uh, marketing itself is the same so what what has changed in terms of how we market the company and so obviously like with advertising um, billboards and TV ads that was kind of the thing in the past maybe you would advertise in the yellow pages. But a lot of these things, especially with the, the TV ads, were just for the big companies. So what's changed is that any company can do advertising now. It could be on Google ads or, or Facebook ads. And so that's a neat part of this book as well, is just kind of highlighting some of the things that have have changed and what that, that could potentially mean for for you as a marketer. The third thing I want to highlight in this section is how this book connects to other books that I've read for the books of Titans project. And the first is thinking fast and slow. And in, in this book, Seth on page 18, he talks about the desire for gain versus the avoidance of law of loss and how Seth actually used that in a company he was working for to change, make one small shift, but that had tremendous impact on that company. And that's something just straight out of, out of Kahneman's book. And I've seen, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman come up in so many of these Books of Titans books. It's a foundational book. It's, it's one that you, you really need to read right now. And some of the books will take just even one small part of something that is highlighted in Thinking Fast and Slow, and they'll, they'll create a whole company around that. They'll create a whole set of, an, uh, of ideas around one thing in that book. So if if nothing else i mean it, it'll help you understand how people work. But further to that, you can also get some really good ideas for your your company and maybe shift how you how you do your marketing based on, on knowing how people react to to different things. Another another thing that uh, Seth highlights and that reminded me of of Kahneman is in this Sentence on page twenty. Marketing is our quest to make change on behalf of those we serve, and we do it by understanding the irrational forces that drive each of us. A lot of my economics courses would would have the assumption that uh, I I believe it was either Russ Roberts or Nassim Taleb who who called it Homo Economicus. So this idea that people act a certain way every time for their and for their interest and that that can be predicted and then put into economic models. And that's really not the case. And, and that's one thing that, that comes out very strongly in thinking fast and slow is that people are irrational. They're going to make irrational choices, but perhaps we can understand some of these irrational forces. And so Seth, again, marketing is our quest to make change on behalf of those we serve. And we do it by understanding the irrational forces that drive each of us. Again, Thinking Fast and Slow might be a a better book to start with than than this one, um, This Is Marketing. Second book that this reminded me of is Building a Story Brand. Seth talks about stories. He says, uh, on page 21, he says, they want what it will do for them. So this, he's talking about potential clients. They want what your product or service will do for them. And that's a lot of what Building a Story Brand is around. I think one one thing where building a story brand goes a little further is that there's a lot of people talking out right now of companies telling their stories, and that that's going to somehow get new clients uh, because people understand stories. So if you if you talk about your company in the form of a story, then you'll get that'll help you in marketing. But where building a story brand, where Don, Donald Miller, the author of that book, goes a step further is no people people don't. Necessarily want to hear the story of your company. They want to hear how their story interacts, intersects with your company. They don't want to hear about your company being the hero. They want to hear about your company being able to guide them so that they can become the hero. And that's a subtle shift, but that's one that. At least in This Is Marketing, it, it was more on just the the company telling their side of the story, whereas building a story brand goes a little bit further. And then there was, uh, it rem- reminded me of Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And there's one part on page 144 where he says, I, I mean, it's a few paragraphs here that I'm going to read, and, and it seems like Seth actually disagrees with, with Simon Sinek here. Too often we get hung up on our purpose, our why, our reason for being, and too often that purpose is simply a backward way of saying, I'd like to sell more of what I've already decided to sell. In my experience, most marketers actually have the same purpose, to be successful, to engage with people in a way that benefits both sides, to be respected, seen, and appreciated, to make enough of a profit to do it again. That's your why. That's why you go to work. Okay? Got it. That's the end of the quote. Oh, Simon Sinek would not agree with that. He, in fact, Simon Sinek says, your, your why is not to make money. That is not that is not a big enough why. It has to extend beyond that. You can find out what your why is by actually looking back at your life. You don't need to, to kind of just come up with something out of the blue and then try to fulfill that. It's actually, you'll see pieces of it from your childhood, things you were interested in, uh, direction you took perhaps in school and studying particular topics. Maybe when you walk into the bookstore, you, you generally go towards one area of that bookstore, one type of book. These things may be pointing to your why and why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, so it was interesting to read that part. I think they would disagree on that. And what's funny is they, they do a lot of, or they do some events uh, where they're both speakers. I, I know with Dave Ramsey, a, a lot of those events, the entre, entre leadership events, both Seth and and Simon Sinek will be on the bill for, for speaking. So they obviously know each other, and, and, uh, but that, that seemed to me a, a, a big disagreement. I did have a few critiques of the book. And the first one, th- this may seem so lame to you, but it's one that was addressed in the book itself. So I'm going to mention it. Uh, there's a section where Seth asks, what does this remind you of? And he writes, when we pick up a book that feels self-published, we treat it differently than the book that reminds us of a classic we read in high school. And one really petty thing about this book is that it felt unbelievably cheap. I got the Portfolio Penguin edition, the, the bright orange book. It's small. I mean, it's about the size of my hand. And when you take the cover off, it just... I, I'm opening it right now. I don't know if you can hear the cracks. It just cracks when you open it. And the feel of it is just awful. It feels like cheap material. It's like shiny, the the book cover. And it actually impacted the way I interacted with the book. And I, I found that to be interesting because I, I've never really noticed before, unless it's just like a horribly put together book. And you can tell that um, the publisher didn't care, but... This, this one seemed to be like a pretty important book. It's uh, on a lot of top seller lists and all that. And for it to have that feel, it just cheapened the, the experience. So I'm curious too, like if I had read it on an iPad or something, would that have changed it? I know very petty, but a critique. Second critique is of the tagline for this book. Uh, what the heck does it mean? You can't be seen until you learn to see. that's just weird. It doesn't really, it didn't describe for me what was in the book. And and on Seth's website, he has a different tagline for the book and it's work that matters for people who care. Okay. Just, I I think the tagline could have been better. Very petty things, I know, but I mentioned them because they, they bugged me while I was reading this book. Now on to segment three and the one thing, my one key takeaway from this book, where this book is really powerful is that it shows that certain parts of marketing that we may elevate shouldn't ever be the central focus. So in, in, in he'll do this just in a few sentences, but one part of it, he says, SEO search engine optimization, it's important, but it's not the end all be all, especially if you treat your clients like crap when you, when they try to return your product. This other part that you think is so important about marketing, it's important, but it's not the main thing. Marketing is every piece of the puzzle. It's every interaction with your clients. I do website development for for clients. I I bill myself as uh, someone who helps with with online marketing. But my focus on that is, is with websites, is with search engine optimization. But if I'm truly doing marketing, and I know online marketing points more towards the, the digital aspects, but if I'm truly doing marketing, I should be concerned with every part of the company, how they relate to their clients, what their store looks like, if they have a physical store, the color scheme that that's the same on everything that goes out, whether it's an invoice, a logo, a document, an email, a newsletter. That everything has a, a consistency to it because that all of that is marketing. Yes, it's it's partly branding, but all of these pieces come together for marketing, and it's a really important thing to con- to to consider and to to remember. And it's something I need to remember with with my companies and with the the client my clients' companies that every part of the puzzle is important. Every interaction that you have with a client is part of your marketing. So to recap, this this was a helpful book in many ways. I, I'm excited about going through some of the frameworks and models that are in the book to, to help me think through some of my own marketing and, and that for my, my clients. However, in terms of the overall all the, all the books about marketing out there, there are definitely others that I would suggest before that this one. Uh, some of those are The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing and Building a Story Brand. I think both of those go to places where this one doesn't reach and are, are more helpful in thinking through your own marketing. So that's going to do it for this episode. Before I sign off, just a reminder that you can now share your own reading list on the Books of Titans website by going to booksoftitans.com forward slash mybooks. You can also follow Books of Titans on Instagram or Twitter at Books of Titans. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast and find all of our past episodes through iTunes, the Android Marketplace, or your podcast manager of choice. If you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure to give us an effusive five-star rating on iTunes and share your favorite episodes on social media. I'll be back next week with another book. And until then, keep reading, keep learning, and keep listening. I'm out.